This is Speaking of Writers. I'm Steve Richards from Megan Collins, author of the atmospheric psychological suspense novels The Winter Sister and Behind the Red Door comes the family plot. A novel, a chilling story about a family obsessed with true crime gathering to bury their patriarch. Family faces horrifying secrets when they find another body in his grave. Megan Collins is the author of Behind the Red Door and the Winter Sister. She holds an MFA in creative writing from Boston University. She's taught creative writing at the Greater Hartford Academy of the Arts and Central Connecticut State University. And she's the managing editor of Three Elements Review, a Pushcart Prize and Best of the Net nominee. Her work has appeared in many print and online journals, including Off the Coast, Spillway, Tinderbox, Poetry Journal, and Rattle makes her home in Connecticut. And Megan Collins joins me now here on Speaking of Writers. Megan, welcome back to this program. Thank you so much for having me back. So what inspired you to write The Family Plot? Um, Well, this story actually came from the title itself. Usually when I get an idea for a novel, it's because I have this sort of what-if question premise that I can't stop thinking about. And this time I was actually working on something else, and... I could not figure out a title for it. And so I asked my husband for some title suggestions, and I said, you know, I want something that sort of hints at the family aspect in it. And he said, okay, what about the family plot? And I said, no, that doesn't fit this at all, but that's a really great title. And I kind of couldn't get it out of my head, and it just kept going in there for a couple days. And then finally it just feels like the premise kind of sprung at me full-formed about this family that – is going to um, bury their patriarch, and then when they dig up his plot in the family plot, they find the remains of their long-missing brother already there. And now they have a murder on their hands, a mystery on their hands, all while they're, of course, mourning their brother and trying to figure out who did this. Um, So it really all stemmed from that title of the family plot. And also I loved that there's kind of a dual meaning with plot there, um, which made me think, okay, well, maybe the family in this is going to have some secrets of their own, which, of course, they do. They have lots of secrets. Dahlia Lighthouse is your protagonist here. What is Dahlia Mm -hmm. like? She is, well, coming off of this strange upbringing that she had with her family where they homeschooled the four Lighthouse children and they taught them alongside all the regular subjects about all these true crime stories. And so she was her she and her three siblings were really steeped in stories of crime their whole lives. And each of the children, the lighthouse children, were actually named after a famous murder victim. So you can imagine that they <laughs> they have a pretty strange, disturbing start in life. And so now that she's all grown up, the way that that's sort of manifested for her, that, that true crime background, is that she finds it very difficult to trust anyone. And the only person she trusted in her whole life was her twin brother, Andy, who is now the one that they've discovered has not been missing these 10 years he was actually murdered. And so she really has to deal with that because in trying to figure out what happened to him, she has to get closer to her family in a way she hasn't been before. And that really takes her out of her comfort zone um, and uh, makes her kind of have these very uncomfortable and sort of unsettling conversations with her family members. Megan, how big of a true crime fan are you? I am a pretty 
big crime fan. Um, so it was, it was, it feels like it was kind of inevitable that I would eventually end up writing a story that has true crime. That's such a big aspect of it. And there are tons of true crime references in the book that will be, um, fun, I think, for people who also have an interest in it. But, they're not written in a way at all that would alienate people who don't really have that background or knowledge. Um, but yeah, I love the My Favorite, My Favorite Murder podcast, the podcast In the Dark. I love all the documentaries and docuseries and things like that. Um, so yeah, I'm really fascinated with true crime. Chatting with Megan Collins, her new book is The Family Plot. What was your primary challenge, Megan, in writing this novel? So what was different about this book from my last two that I wrote is that the family was a lot bigger than the other families I've written. In, the, in my first two books, there was kind of only one central parent, um, and there was, like, in the first book, there was one sibling. In the second book, she was an only child. Um, and in the first book, that sibling was dead, which was is part of the premise of the book. It's not a spoiler. So, so really, I was usually working with families on, like, a parent-to-child relationship basis. But for this book... I've got um, the mother and the four or the three now adult siblings, plus the memory of their other brother who never made it past 16 years old, um, and then the memory of their father who has also recently passed away as well, and all of those kind of um, past relationships come into play a lot in this too. So it was a really interesting challenge to have to create a lot of separate dynamics between um, different people within the family and see how they relate to each other one-on-one and then how they relate when they're all together. And so I got to have a lot of fun with all those dysfunctional dynamics and, and kind of give each character and each pairing within the family their own um, little storyline. How do you come up with the names for your characters? Well, for this, usually they just pop in my head, and it is what it is, and then I can't, I couldn't change them even if I tried. Um, but for this one, since um, the mother had decided to name her children after famous murder victims, um, I kind of just went through ones that I felt would feel, that felt right. And so Dahlia is named after the Black Dahlia, which of course is this super famous unsolved murder, gruesome murder. And um, Charlie is her brother, who is named after the Lindbergh baby, another really famous true crime story. And then her brother, Andy, who is the one that they discover has been murdered, was named after Andrew Borden. And um, Andrew Borden famously killed probably by Lizzie Borden with an axe. And he has been killed with an axe in this book as well, which adds a extra little intrigue, I think, to it. And um, her sister, Tate, um, is named after Sharon Tate, one of the victims of uh, the Manson murders. So for that, that was kind of fun coming up with those names that I felt um, felt right, but also carried the weight of those past stories. And, and it's just kind of an unsettling thing um, to have these characters named after those famous murder victims, but that's kind of right where we are with this family. They're pretty unsettling. Megan, if you said, uh, I had to say this book, the family plot is about one thing, what would that be? I think it's about trust. I talked about um, how Dahlia sort of represents uh, or that she hasn't been able to trust many people. Um, and 
when I was thinking about, you know, I'm writing this book that has so much to do with true crime, I wanted to really look at what the effect true crime has on people who are so fascinated with it. How does it help us? How does it heal us in some ways, oddly? And how does it sometimes hurt us? And so one of the things that for me Dahlia represented was that it's really hard to trust people and things in a world where you have heard all these stories where people are murdered or other horrific things happening to them. Um, And so her journey is a lot about seeing if she can trust other people and seeing if she can even recognize that she hasn't been able to trust other people and why that is. And it's also about um, the legacy of family and, and kind of how we pass down certain things without knowing um, and the effects that just sort of our family line has on us. How did you come to be a writer? I've been writing since I was a little kid. I've always wanted to be an author. Um, I then, so I wrote for my whole childhood. I went to college for writing. I went to grad school for writing. Um, Actually, for grad school, I went for poetry writing, but I always knew that I wanted to do novels as well. And so I just kind of then started actually writing the novels instead of being in the classroom doing sort of those assignments and exercises, and and now I'm here three books in. (laughs) Do you have a special place where you write, and do you have any writing quirks? Yeah, I have to, you know, I know some writers can write or want to write with music, but I kind of need things to be totally quiet. So I have um, a home office, and I always have to kind of write at my desk because it just feels very familiar to me. And lately, I kind of start things off by lighting a candle and turning on these little Christmas lights that I have um, hanging over my window. And that kind of signals to me like, okay, now I'm getting in to the routine and I'm going to start writing. And it's it's just kind of a way of tricking myself into, okay, this is writing time. Mm. What do you like to do when you're not writing? Um, I read a lot, (laughs) which I always feel like is kind of a cheap answer to that question because writing and reading go so hand in hand. Um, But yeah, I read a lot. I have um, a golden retriever, Maisie, who I am obsessed with. And um, my husband and I like uh, taking little day trips down to the Connecticut shore now and then. But most of the time, if I'm not writing or sleeping or eating, I'm usually reading. (laughs) What genres do you especially enjoy reading? I I kind of read pretty widely. I, of course, read a lot of thrillers and psychological suspense, but I love literary fiction, and I've been getting more into straight-up horror lately, and I, the last few years, I've been really getting into romances and romantic comedies, and um, I like speculative fiction, so really, as long as it has a premise that grabs me and the writing seems to kind of sing on the page a little bit, I'm usually interested. How long, Megan, does it take to research and write a novel like The Family Plot? Well, for um, The Family Plot, I didn't do a ton of research ahead of time, um, partly because I know so many true crime stories already. Um, But what I did was as I was writing and then I would get to a place where I'm like, okay, I need a... I need a reference to a serial killer who maybe would have been active in this time. Then I would kind of plug some things in and and get some names there. Um, So it was more things that I did along the way, which is actually usually how I work. I don't tend to do a lot of research before I write unless I need to understand something in order to be able to draft um, because I feel like I would just get totally stuck in the research phase and then never move on to the actual drafting. 
Are you working on another novel? And if so, can you give us a sneak peek into what it's about? Yeah, um, I'm working on my fourth novel now. It is tentatively titled Thicker Than Water, and it's about a pair of really close sisters-in-law whose bond is tested for the first time when the man that connects them, so one of the hus- one of their husbands and the other's brother, um, is the main suspect in this really high-profile murder, and that will be out um, early 2023. All right, uh, and you can connect online with Megan Collins. Megan has a website, M-E-G-A-N-Collins.com, uh, Twitter at I am Megan Collins, and also Instagram at Megan Collins Writer. The book out now is The Family Plot. The author is Megan Collins. Megan, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. And this is Speaking of Writers.